Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Mary Bossy, who's the National Basketball Director for 24-7 Sports, as well as part of CBS Sports, and he joins us now. And Eric, we really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Well, thanks, thanks for having me on. You know, I'm scared of what may have changed since you guys dialed me through. <laughs> yeah, I know. It seems like there's always things updating and as of right now at least I, I haven't seen any things as far as for Arkansas goes but uh Eric I know you do a great job of covering things for basketball and college basketball and everything but just looking at it specifically from Arkansas what how do you explain this man because they've always you know Eric Musselman known as the importer has always done a great job of transfers but adding these five players and doing it in such a quick turnaround while there's still other players on the roster trying to figure it out it just Seems like it's been pretty madness for the University of Arkansas basketball program the past week. Yeah, well, I think I think it says a few things. One, we've all known that Musselman was a guy that, dating back, especially in Nevada, where he really built a strong program based off the transfer portal, knows what he's doing with the transfer portal. Um, you're not going to keep getting these kids in the transfer portal unless the kids who have already come through you in similar situations are reporting good things. And then if you're not having results, and I also think that in today's shaky world of roster construction and who's going to be there and who isn't, I think Muffelman is just like, you know what, I'm not waiting. If I think a guy's good enough for me, I'm going to go out and get him rather than being stuck and maybe having to take someone that you don't want to take. And for the most part, you know, he's getting really good players right now. Eric, what's your stance on the best way to go about winning a championship and building that roster towards winning championship? Yeah, it's um, I, I'm a firm believer still that you have to have some core pieces in place and some guys that grow up in the culture of your program and that that has something that means to them. You know, not necessarily homegrown and that they're from there, but some guys who have grown up to your program. You know, and know what it's all about, but clearly, clearly the portal, the portal matters, you know, Kansas doesn't win a championship a couple of years ago without Remy Martin coming on for them in the final four in the, in the NCAA tournament. And he was an Arizona state transfer, you know, UConn had transfers that were very vital. Everyone had transfers. So it's, it's, it's finding that right mix. And I, I think it's going to be, a couple of years before we really get an idea of what the best mix of that is. Eric, just looking at the specific players that Arkansas have added, the one thing that stood out to most people is just the, the amount of scoring that these guys are able to bring in and their averages per game and LLS being the latest one. But uh, just as far as the specific players, do you feel like Arkansas is truly upgraded in a major way with their roster? And who do you think of the five transfers coming in could be and will have the biggest impact on the Razorbacks immediately? Yeah, I mean, clearly they've all proven that they can score and at a pretty high level. The guy that, that stands out to me, really, and, and maybe I'm wrong for this, but this is the guy that I kind of most excited about is Tremont Mark from Houston. Um, you know, I think he was ready to, he was set to be healthy this year. I think it was going to be his chance to have the team really be his in Houston, but he decided to kind of hit the road. And I just feel like he's got good positional size. He's a good athlete. I know he has a shot it at like, a super great percentage through his, his his career so far in college, but I just think he's ready to come in and do things. Um, you know, the other guy that, that kind of gets me excited just because I stay up and watch a lot of West Coast basketball is Keon Minifield. I think he's really fun. 
I think he's got an energy and an untapped potential to him that they can really, really dial into. It's just interesting. It's, you know, not a surprise to see Arkansas get five transfers, but five perimeter transfers is a little bit of a surprise. What is it that Arkansas still needs, and are there players that come to mind that fit exactly what they need that are still in the portal and available? Um, you know, I think ideally another big guy would, would be ideal, and I know that there's been some talk here or there about maybe Hunter Dickinson, but I haven't really been able to find anything that's really, really credible to say he's very far down the line with him at all. Um, you know, we'll see if he does anything after he visits Kansas here in a couple of days. But I think maybe more importantly is the recruiting job they did in, in getting Trevin Brazil back for another year, right? Like, I think a lot of people thought that guy might leave for the NBA, and getting him back, I think, is, is probably better than anything that they could find in the portal unless they were able to get someone like Hunter Dickinson. So you're Eric Bossy, uh, the National Basketball Director for 24-7 Sports here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, so, Eric, just looking at, again, with Arkansas and, and Musselman, it's, he, when he brings in these guys, he's getting high-level talent. And, you know, with Hunter Dickinson, it was, at least there was an interest of a Zoom call. But well, what is it about Must, do you think, that gets the attention of a lot of these transfers and a lot of these big-time players where they want to come play for him and, and at Arkansas, where they could play at a bunch of different places? But what stands out about what Must does at Arkansas to get them here in Fayetteville? So, first of all, as I alluded to a little bit, he's got an established track record of making things work with, with transfer players. So that's helpful, right? But recruiting in the portal is such a different thing. It's, it's very quick. It's very high energy. It's all about being able to make an initial sell of who you are as a coach and who you are as a program. And I think in this case, the job that, that Musk does promoting Arkansas basketball and, and promoting himself at the same time is really, really helpful. You know, a kid gets a call from Eric Musselman. They know, okay, Arkansas is in the portal. He's got this nickname. You click on his his Twitter feed real quick because that's where most kids are, or Instagram are going to get their, their information about these guys at, at first. And you see what he's got, and you're immediately interested. So just uh, not only are these successful with guys and they're winning games, but the job that he's done marketing the program and being proactive with that, that, when you're recruiting these guys in a process that's taking anywhere from a week to two or three weeks in a total recruitment, having that information out there and available and easily digestible to those guys, I think puts him ahead of a lot of the other coaches out there. What's the importance to coaches in re-recruiting players that are currently on their roster as opposed to recruiting players that are in the portal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it used to be – probably much more of a emphasis on re-recruiting guys on your roster. But I think now it's like, you know, Hey, you're not sold on being here. We're not going to, we're not going to try and really work that hard in selling you. We're just going to go get somebody that, that does want to be here. So it's, 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 it's a really fine balance because, you know, you hope that the kids that you're bringing in are there because they just want to be there. But, you know, sometimes, kids are in the portal because they're someone else's problem and it's figuring out which guys are the guys you want and which guys are the guys that another school is you know more or less happy to be getting rid of and, and figuring that dance out that's the most difficult part about all this 
Eric, just as far as the current state of college basketball, I know you've been covering it, it for a long time, but uh, just knowing with the portal and, of course, the NIL that's playing a, a huge part in a lot of this too, is this something that you like? Do you like the direction it's at? Do you like where it's at as far as how it's going? Do you want to see adjustments made, maybe some more pol- policing and rules put into place? Like, What would you want to see going forward as far as college basketball, especially dealing with portals, recruiting, and NIL and all that stuff? Right. So – so for a little background for anyone who doesn't know me, I, I've been working in this space of evaluating high school basketball kids, following recruiting and stuff like that for going on 23 years, 20-plus years. I'm not an old man, but I've been around and I've seen a bit. And I have always been in favor of things that are beneficial to the, to the players themselves and, and them getting a slice of the pie. And so I'm glad to see them getting things. But there's going to have to be some kind of safeguards eventually put in to protect both kids and the universities because what's happening now is we're seeing, you know, we're all on talk shows, we're all on message boards, we're all hearing whispers about, oh, this kid got this much to go here, this kid got that much to go there. But we're not really seeing any real proof of what people are getting, and there are a lot of kids now who are just being told, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get you this, and then they're not getting anything close to what's done so I think eventually the most important thing to me is figuring out some way to hold people accountable for what is promised and what is being delivered and also some way for schools that when a kid is calling and saying, hey, I've heard I have up to, you know, X numbers in NIL available if I go to this university over here, I think there's got to be a way for for some school to check that because I think – we're, we're, we're not putting the, the toothpaste back in the tube here. You know, like, it, it is what it is. It's not NIL, NIL right now. It's, it's more or less <laughs> salary cap spending and who does what with their collectives, right? So I think trying to pretend that it's anything other than that is probably a fool's errand at this point. So let's do what we can to protect both the schools for recruiting guys and the players so that, you know, if, if there's a promise made that that promise is, is held, and, you know, if there are claims made, that those things can be backed up. Well, Eric, before we let you get out of here, I'm curious about two players specifically that are coming from the Arkansas, Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr. Both were highly regarded high school kids and both declared for the NBA draft. Uh, what do you look at as far as their draft status, maybe where you feel like they get drafted, and uh, what, what type of player do you think they can be once they get to the next level? I think they're both lottery picks. Um, I know there's the obvious concerns about how things went for Nick his freshman season. Obviously, it wasn't what he hoped. It wasn't what Arkansas saw fans hoped. There's no re- need to rehash that or, or, or drill down into that. It is what it is. But just knowing what I know of him from coming up as a prospect, I'm still pretty confident in who he is and what he is as a player. And I think that when he's able to do some individual workouts, when he's able to sit down with these front office people and really get to know, get, get to show them the fabric of who he is, as, and not just as a basketball player, but as a person, I think he's going to be all right. And then, you know, Anthony Black probably helps himself as much as, as any freshman in the country in terms of draft status. I think, could we have seen him being a one-and-done guy heading into the season? Yeah. He's certainly, you know, any five-star guy. He's all All-American. It's not unreasonable to think that they could be a one and done, but you know, he really, really benefited early on from Smith being out and really got to take a role on both ends of the floor that showed how versatile is and what he can do. And particularly with what he's been able to do as a versatile defender, 
I have a hard time seeing that guy. If he slips out of the top ten, I don't think he's going very far because he's going to do really well for himself in interviews and workouts, and there's still just so much untapped potential with a guy who's a six seven, rangy playmaker, versatile defender, and who showed that he could score a bit. Well, it should be really exciting to see what the next few days hold because, as you know better than anybody, Eric, it's ever ongoing when it comes to transfer portals and, and drafts and everything. It's it's the Wild West right now, but it's a lot of fun. But we really appreciate you hopping on with us and breaking it on down with us, man. Enjoy this crazy time, man, and hopefully we catch up with you later down the road. Appreciate it. Thank you.